చెప్తుండే వాళ్ళ వాళ్ళంటే మీకు వేణా మీకు వేణోదికే వాళ్ళు friends today i want to start the first uh, dhamma talk on jhana meditation today i want to do something different uh, from uh, what i normally do since it is a very big subject we must take it not very lightly 
but very seriously. And we have to understand the real perspective of all other aspects of the Noble Eightfold Path, factors of enlightenment, and so forth. All these are related to the jhana practice. We can see when <coughs> we go through these uh, uh, slides, uh, we can see the connection. The first one, I don't know whether you can see all this clearly. There are four striving called Padhanas. This striving also is related to jhana practice. They are called sometimes uh, uh, Sammapadhana or right effort. Right effort is always described as uh, right Sammapadhana. Uh, there we see one would uh, strive hard. They are <coughs> uh, Chanda, Chitta, Virya, Vimansa. All these have concentration. Chanda, Samadhi, Sankhara, Samannagatang, Iddipadam Bhaveti. These are called Iddipada or the basis of uh, attainment of uh, liberation. Chanda is uh, will, Chitta is uh, determination, Virya effort. Vimansa investigation. In here, first one, Chanda Samadhi. We must have will to attain Samadhi, will to attain Jhana, will to attain concentration. And we also must have determination. This is what we are, I am going to do today at this moment and so forth, one must make a commitment, determination. By just determining, you cannot attain it, but with the determination, we have to strive hard. Then, virya, we have to make effort to restrain, overcome, and uh, arouse uh, and develop. These are the four types of uh, striving. 
they all are related to the attainment of jhana. Then, investigation. We must ask which of the factors that I should cultivate to develop, to gain concentration. Which of the subject, that is, the subject that leads to gaining concentration. And so forth, there are 37 factors of enlightenment mentioned in this uh, chart for uh, foundations of mindfulness and uh, eight factors of the dependent, of the Noble Eightfold Path, seven factors of enlightenment and five kind of uh, power and five kind of uh, indriya faculties and uh, four kind of padhanas. Padhana means kind of striving. Then when we practice jhana meditation we come across what we call hindrances. Hindrances uh, we can overcome hindrances. You can see in this uh, slide, there are five small trees, and then the underneath there is a whole network of roots. We will explain these hindrances later on may not be today, but uh, these hindrances we can suppress when we attain jhanas. When we suppress them, they don't, they are not totally eliminated, destroyed, they arise again. Then we practice jhanas and we practice these factors of enlightenment and so forth, temporarily we can suspend them. Particularly when we attain jhanas, these hindrances will subside. Or by subsiding these hindrances, we attain jhanas. Not the other way around. We subside them, we overcome them, become weak, make them weak, and then attain jhanas. But they arise again. Why do they arise again? Because they, are, they have very deeply grown whole network of roots. What are the roots of hindrances? They are called fetters. You can see the large roots underneath. Uh, the, the fetters are uh, belief in self, doubt, and uh, practicing, believing in attainment of liberation by practicing or becoming attached to rituals. Uh, then greed, hatred, 
desire for taking birth in form, material form, fine material form, and taking birth in immaterial form, and uh, conceit, uh, restlessness, and ignorance. These are called fetters. So long as these roots exist, we cannot eliminate hindrances. And these ten fetters cannot be eliminated without eliminating deeply rooted, what you call, underlying tendencies. You can see them here. Underlying tendencies <coughs> uh, like uh, uh, it's very hard to see this. <laughs> very uh, little. There's no way to make them bigger. No. Uh, the. They are kāmāsava, bhavāsava, avijjāsava, dittāsava, these are the āsavas, or underlying tendencies. Uh, kāmāsava means uh, uh, desire for sensual pleasures. Bhavāsava means desire for existing in saṅsāra. Uh, dittāsava means uh, the tendency or influx of uh, wrong views, and avijjāsava is the tendency or uh, influx of ignorance. So long as these underlying tendencies exist, we cannot eradicate fetters. So you can see the connection between attaining, uh, overcoming uh, hindrances, fetters, and underlying tendencies. And therefore, by sometimes there is a belief, some people believe, that uh, uh, attaining jhana is the attainment of total liberation. Because jhana also are four in uh, in uh, according to uh, sutra uh, discourses and uh, since there are four jhanas people uh, mis uh, misunderstand or confuse them with four stages of full enlightenment four stages of enlightenment stream entry once returner never returner and arantut 
And since these both sets are four in number, four uh, jhanas, four supramundane attainments, and therefore people tend to think that these two are the same. These two are not the same. By attaining jhanas, we suppress our hindrances, which can arise again because of the underlying tendencies, uh, fetters and underlying tendencies are there. When we attain the supramundane attainment, stream entry and so forth, we destroy all these fetters and even underlying tendencies. And then hindrances will never arise. In order to show the difference, I uh, made this uh, 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 picture for us to have a clear understanding of these three stages of, or levels or layers of defilements. Now, these underlying tendencies and fetters will be destroyed by the practice of vipassana meditation. You can see somebody is pulling the tree with, the, with all the roots. That means destroying all the uh, fetters and underlying uh, tendencies by practicing mindfulness meditation. So the mindfulness meditation is the most powerful way of getting totally, getting rid of all our defilements. In order to show this, I made this uh, uh, slides for you. Then, let us go to jhanas themselves. What is jhana? <clears throat> and as I said, there are four of them listed in the sutta discourses. Everybody have, uh, has heard of these four jhanas. They don't have any particular name. They are one, two, three, four, just numbers. Now, what are the qualities of the first jhana? Uh, what is jhana? Jhana means the it comes from the root ja to burn uh, or ja to suppress and uh, that is wholesome, uh, one-pointedness of wholesome mental states is concentration, which is the, the gist or essence of jhana. Concentration is the essence of jhana. It's called samadhi. Uh, 
samadhi, samapatti, uh, samadhi is concentration, samapatti is attainment, attaining concentrated state of mind. And also we must understand samadhi has right samadhi, called samma samadhi, and wrong samadhi, miccha samadhi. The difference between samma samadhi and miccha samadhi, or right concentration and wrong concentration, is that right concentration has mindfulness as a uh, driving force. Mindfulness. Without mindfulness, we can never gain right concentration. Anybody can gain concentration, but that concentration will not be right concentration if it is not uh, accompanied with mindfulness. So, uh, I just mentioned the uh, characteristic qualities of each jhana, but when we want to attain jhana, right jhana, there is a procedure, there is a method, gradual attainment, step-by-step -step method, and Number one of those steps is right mindfulness or sati sampajanya. Sati sampajanya, mindfulness and clear comprehension, are the necessary uh, practices for gaining mindfulness or in mindfulness practice, uh, sati, sampajanya go together. Uh, awareness and clear comprehension. The same awareness and clear comprehension is necessary for gaining jhanas, to make it right concentration. And therefore, even though it is not mentioned in the first jhana, First jhana must be supported or gained with right mindfulness, sati and sampajanya. So, what are the, the steps or qualities of the first jhana? This is very popular standard formula. It says, quite secluded from sense pressures, secluded from unwholesome state of mind, one enters and dwells in the first jhana, which is accompanied by applied thought and sustained thought, with rapture and happiness born of seclusion. This is very clear. Uh, when you try to understand jhanas, we must understand the wording, explanation of each jhana. In 
first jhana, what we need is uh, a seclusion from sense pleasures. Meaning, somebody uh, may be jokingly said, uh, we can attain jhana while playing football. Or we can attain jhana while playing basketball. We can attain jhana while playing boxing. Maybe they may be joking. I don't think they are serious. We cannot attain jhanas with all these exciting emotional activities. And therefore, one must have the sense restraint, quite secluded from sense pleasures, meaning at least temporarily one must uh, be away from enjoy sensual enjoyments. There are two kinds of, or three kinds of seclusions. One is uh, called Kaya Viveka, physical separation from worldly activities. Then there must be mental separation, Chitta Viveka. And the third is Upadhi Viveka. Upadhi that means physically we must remove ourselves from various sensual, pleasure-oriented activities. And then we must overcome hindrances, that is called chitta viveka. Our mind becomes, uh, viveka is uh, vacation. Mind needs a vacation from hindrances. When we take vacation, what we normally don't uh, get involved in our regular activities. There are some other activities, and yet we call it vacation. Similarly, the mind needs a vacation from various hindrances. That's called chitta viveka. Then, Upati viveka, upati means uh, uh, clinging, craving, attachment, uh, grasping. Uh, the mind must learn, we must learn to let go of our attachment, various things, uh, situations, jobs and positions and so forth and so on. All these are Temporary things, when one wants to attain jhana, one must be liberated from them or separated from them. Secluded from unwholesome state of mind. Unwholesome state of mind is called chitta viveka. First one is kai viveka. I use the Pali word. Uh, quite secluded from sense pleasures is physical separation. Secluded from unwholesome mental state is mental separation, or viveka, chitta viveka. 
one enters and dwells in the first jhana. Now, only two factors are mentioned. Being separated from physical, sensual pleasures and separated from hindrances. And attain the first jhana. That means one who stay in quiet, peaceful, relatively concentrated state of mind, which is accompanied by applied thought and sustained thought. What are the applied thoughts and sustained thoughts? These two words or phrases are very uh, often used and uh, many of us take for granted that uh, applied thought is something applying or sustained thought is something sustaining. But what are the applied thought and sustained thought? Applied thought, uh, now I try to demystify the attainment of jhana. Uh, because sometimes people tend to think that uh, uh, applied thought is something we, the mind applied to the object of concentration. Friends, uh, in, in pa when we use the Pali terms and try to understand the Pali terms, the meaning becomes very clear. Uh, I don't know if, if there is any other way to translate them into English to, uh, to get the uh, full meaning of the Pali word. Pali word is uh, Vitakka. Vitakka is sometimes called uh, Sankhapa, uh, Sankhapa, Vitakka, both are the same, the thought. What are the, uh, the Vitakkas or thoughts which, has, which is translated into English as applied thought? It means there are three types of vitakkas. Remember, we are talking about right concentration. In right concentration, noble eightfold path must necessarily be involved. Noble eightfold path must be involved in the right concentration. In the noble eightfold path, sankappa is used. In some other places, vitakka is used. In the Noble Eightfold Path, what is Sankhapa? Right thought. Samma Sankhapa, right thought. What are the right thoughts? You may remember if, if you decompress the words, <laughs> right thought. It means Nekkama Sankhapa or Nekkama Vitakka. Avyapada Sankapo, Avyapada Vitaka, O Avinsa Sankapo, Avinsa Vitaka. That means thought of letting go. 
is nekkama sankapa, nekkama visakka. Thought of letting go. Letting go of what? Letting go of greed, hatred, delusion, jealousy, fear, tension and so forth. All negative things we must let go. We narrow it down, in when we attain jhana, we narrow them down to very specific kind of letting go. We let go of our greed, that as a hindrance, we let go of it. Uh, karma chanda. And letting go of that means the thought of generosity. Uh, generosity also means letting go. Letting go of greed is generosity. Then, when we attain jhanas, we don't cling to any pleasant experience, objects, uh, otherwise we cannot proceed. When uh, Siddhartha Gautama Bodhisattva was, uh, when he practiced jhana, right jhana, he came to this state and he asked himself, why should I be afraid of attaining this jhana? I should not be afraid of it. Why? Because I don't have clinging. I don't have desire. So long as we have desire, we cannot attain jhana because when we gain concentration, people have uh, reported to me, reported to me uh, several times, when they gain, they are afraid to gain concentration. They are afraid because they think that they are going to lose everything. And this fear of losing everything arises from desire. Tannajati bhayam. Tannajati bhayam. Fear, phobia arises from greed. And Siddhartha Gautama Bodhisattva, when he was attaining this jhana, he said, I have no reason to be afraid of. Why? I am not going to attach, going to, attach to it. I am, I am, my desire, I don't want to, I am not going to nourish, support my desire. So long as we don't have a desire, greed, there is no reason to be afraid of anything. So, letting go of desire, letting go of clinging is a very uh, supportive, friendly state of, state for the attainment of jhana. Number one, that is the thought of letting go. Nekkamma vitakka o nekkamma sankappa. Second thought is avyapada vitakka o avyapada sankappa. That means a thought of non-hatred, non-grudge. When we let go of that, that is another supportive, friendly, a comfortable state of mind that leads to jhana.
friendliness. That is why we practice metta at the beginning of our jnana practice. When we practice metta, there is no room in the mind for hatred. And that would help us to attain jnana easily. Then, third is uh, non-cruelty. Avihingsa sankappa or avihingsa vitakka. That means thought of compassion. Compassion for all living beings. All living beings means all suffering beings. All living beings means all suffering beings, including ourselves. We have compassion. When these three thoughts arise, when we let go of our greed, hatred, and thought of cruelty, thought of generosity, thought of friendliness, thought of compassion arise in our mind. When we attain the first jhana, our mind is filled with letting go, loving friendliness, and compassion. We are not, we are not thinking about them, but we put them into practice. In the jhanic stage, we uh, let go of greed, let go of hatred, let go of cruelty. So these three are in the right thought, in the Noble Eightfold Path. At the, at the first slides I showed that all these factors are related to supportive factors for gaining jhana. Especially when we practice right jhana, we must bring noble eightfold path factors. Because the right jhana is the samma samadhi, right concentration, on the noble eightfold path. And therefore, accompanied by applied thought and sustained thought means, accompanied by the thought of generosity, thought of loving friendliness, thought of compassion. Sustained thought means these are the thoughts that stays in the mind. When we attain the first jhana, according to Abhidhamma, there are 36 factors which have been uh, condensed into 16 factors in sutras which you can see in Anupada Sutta, in Majjhiminikaya. So, therefore, the first jhana has some thoughts in it, and primarily, predominantly, there are three thoughts. Thought of letting go, thought of metta, thought of karuna, compassion. They are the thought in the Matjan, therefore they are called sustained thought. Then, with rapture and happiness born of seclusion. Uh, 
as, especially when we let go of our hatred, happiness arises. When we let go of our cruelty, rapture arises. And therefore, by letting go of uh, hindrances, we cultivate new thoughts. And therefore, when we attain the first jhana, these thoughts are there. Now remember, when you attain the first jhana, you don't become like a vegetable. No feeling, no thought, no sound, no nothing. You are miles away from getting to that state. Now, <clears throat> that is the description of the first jhana. Then we go to the second jhana. Second jhana, with the subsiding of applied thought and sustained thought, one enters and dwells in the second jhana, which has internal confidence and unification of mind, is without applied thought and sustained thought, is filled with rapture and bliss, born of concentration. Now, people ask us, uh, how do we know whether we are in the first jhana or second jhana? How to go from first to second? What are the distinguishing characteristics between first jhana and second jhana. Friends, when you attain these stages, in your own mind, you will see what really is happening. These are not just mere theory. These are the experiences you gain in yourself when you are in that jhanic state. There is no way that somebody can tell you whether you are in the first jhana or second jhana and so forth. You are the testimony, you are the witness, you are the one who experienced it. And from your experience, uh, especially when you know this description, uh, you can, uh, not while in jhana, but when you come out of jhana, you can refer to these descriptions to understand what you have attained, which of these jhanas you have attained. But while in the jhana, don't try to do that. You experience it and experience it fully, well and clearly, and then remember what you experienced. And when you lose the jhana, you recollect the attributes of the jhana you attain. Then you know that you have attained such and such a jhana. Now, subsiding applied thought and sustained thought. Why do they subside? Now, applied thought, now you remember what applied thought is, what sub sustained thought is. What do they subside? 
because when you are in uh, the thought of letting go, uh, thought of letting go and uh, thought of uh, loving friendliness and uh, compassion uh, are very actively functioning, working in a uh, in your mind, in jhanic state. But uh, they are opposites. You know, jhana fact, jhana factors. Uh, when jhana factors arise, hindrances subside. Then these two hindrances are not completely uh, wiped out. You suspe- uh, su- uh, suspended them, suppressed them. Although they are suppressed, they are lurking under your, in your subconscious mind, waiting to, to see one of the jhanic factors become weak. As soon as the jhanic factor becomes weak, hindrances become strong. So these, they are, you know, they, they have a sort of a, a, a competition. So, hindrances are waiting for the jhanic factors to become weak. As soon as the first uh, thought of uh, uh, letting go becomes weak, how it becomes weak, there are certain moments, certain things you experience which is very pleasant and you tend as a, as a habit, as a habit, you tend to become attached to it because it is so blissful. We, all, we heard over and over again from people that when they are in jhanic experience, they are piti and sukha are so enticing, so powerful. Desire arises. Clinging, clinging tendency to cling them, cling to them arises. As soon as that, that arises, hindrance takes the advantage. Hindrance rush into the mind. So this tug of war is going on between hindrances and jhanic factors in the first jhana. You have subsided. You are still mind is still fresh. You still remember those things that you have overcome. And therefore, they are waiting. As soon as any jhanic factor becomes weak, they rush in. So, what we have to do when we attain the first jhana, you may not stay there too long. You may lose it. Lose because of these uh, hindrances can enter. Or, you cannot stay in the jhana too long uh, because it is uh, not a permanent attainment. Jhanic, it's, jhanic attainment itself is not permanent. And as it is temporary, you stay there a certain period of time and then you lose it. Then you re-attain it. And again when you lose it, you re-attain it. So you keep Attaining, mastering, strengthening, reinforcing, repeating, and determining 
to attain again. And with all these uh, activities, you keep attaining, 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 and then the hindrances will become very, very weak and you stay in the jhana. Then your mind will be not no longer interested in staying in that state because it is it has you know this yo-yo experience going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And therefore finally the mind makes a very firm determination not to let it happen and lose your interest in the first jhana. As soon as you lose interest, you don't slide back to uh, without jhana stage, since you have so much rich experience in the first jhana. And therefore, when you lose interest, you can see you have sort of a shadow of the second jhana. And then mind naturally sees the benefit of the second jhana. And uh, it glides into second jhana. As it glides into the second jhana, applied thought and sustained thought will no longer be there. Because you have lost interest, even though they are thought of generosity, thought of loving friendliness and compassion, you lose their, your interest in the active part of these things. And then the mind becomes subtler, more peaceful, more calm, and then that is the stage that the mind naturally goes to the second jhana, where applied thought and sustained thought does not operate. Then, uh, therefore, then you have an inner confidence. How you gain confidence? Because you have uh, uh, practiced several times, reattain it several times, then you have confidence in yourself that you can do it. You can gain better concentration. And then, that is the time, since applied thought and sustained thought disappeared, that is the time you gain better concentration. Confidence and unification of mind. In the first jhana, unification of mind is not even mentioned, because it is not that strongly unified, because these factors are active. So, without subsequent and applied thought, mind becomes unified very easily. And then it is filled with rapture and happiness or bliss, born of concentration. Ah, this time, piti sukha, bliss and happiness, oh, rapture and bliss, uh, became really subtle and more powerful and uh, concentration uh, because of because uh, of true concentration, better concentration by not having applied thought and sustained thought, 
mind gain, better concentration. Out of that concentration, you have a bliss and rapture. That is the second jhana. <coughs> so you can see uh, when you attain that state. Then we go to the third. With the fading away of rapture, one dwells in equanimity, mindful and discerning, and one experiences in the in one's own person one one's own person that bliss of which the noble one says happily lives one who is equanimous and mindful, thus one enters and there is a third jhana. Now there are new factors in the third jhana. Uh, rapture uh, uh, is called piti uh, as we attain go in higher and higher stages of attainment of jhana mind becomes subtler and subtler and subtler more and more calm and uh, therefore even the rapture even the rapture is too gross even the rapture is too gross uh, because the mind is so subtle and therefore you let go of rapture, piti. Instead, equanimity arises in that place. Instead of rapture, equanimity arises. And then, you also have mindfulness and clear comprehension. Discerning is clear comprehension. Satoja sampijano. Sati Sampijanya. As mentioned at the beginning, that for right concentration, you can see the right the, the factors of right concentration mentioned right in this jhana. Mindfulness and clear comprehension. Mindful mindfulness and discernment are expressly mentioned, not, impli not implied, but directly mentioned. It doesn't appear from nowhere. Because, why? Because we have been practicing mindfulness and clear comprehension even before the attainment of the first jhana. As I said, that is the important requirement for right concentration. So you can see the characteristic or features of the right concentration emerging from the third jhana. Therefore, you can say this is the right concentration. Whole mark of right concentration uh, are mindfulness and clear comprehension. So, it became stronger in the third jhana. They were in the first jhana and second jhana, 
but not very strong. But here, both of them became very strong. That, uh, and one experiences in one's own person that bliss of which the noble one say, happily lives one who is equanimous and mindful. Our real happiness, this happiness is not a sort of uh, uh, excitement. You know, we normally say we are happy when we are excited. I am happy I got a lottery, I am happy I got a job, I am happy I, I found my boyfriend, I am happy I found my girlfriend. These are not real happiness. These are just excitements related to sensual pleasures. Now we have let go of sensual pleasures and uh, launch into different field, different area. There arises happiness, real happiness, because there is mindfulness and clear comprehension, equanimity. Instead of rapture, we have equanimity. Equanimity is not some kind of indifference. Equanimity is a balanced state of mind. When the mind is in a balanced state of mind, that is a very, very peaceful state. And mindfulness can see how peaceful the mind is. So these two work together in the third jhana. Then, that is why noble ones say, happily is the, the, the noble ones say, who are the noble ones? Those who have attained these stages plus stream entry, once returned, never returned, and arise, because they have gone through these stages. And they are the ones who give us certificate. They are the ones who approve these attainments and say, these are the people who really live happily. Which are the people? People who have equanimity and mindfulness. Friends, nothing in the world can beat mindfulness and equanimity. But mindfulness and equanimity can beat anything else emotionally. Now the next one, the fourth jhana, With the abandoning of pleasure and pain, and with the previous disappearance of joy and grief, one enters and dwells in the fourth jhana, which has neither pain nor pleasure, purity of mindfulness and equanimity. Now, what is the wrong with joy or pleasure? We know what is the wrong with pain. Uh, we know what is the wrong with grief and what is the wrong with pleasure and joy. 
because in this attainment, pleasure and pain are subsided, abandoned, and also uh, joy and grief are abandoned. Pleasure and pain are a pair of opposite characteristics. Pleasure is against pain. Joy and grief also are a pair with opposite characteristics. Joy uh, doesn't go with grief, but in, when we attain the fourth jhana, both pleasure and pain, joy and grief, both disappear. Pain disappear when we attain the first jhana. Grief disappear when we attain the second jhana. So, then what is left? Enters and dwells in the fourth jhana, which has neither pain nor pleasure, that is equanimity. Neither pleasure nor pain, and purity of mindfulness and equanimity. Mindfulness and equanimity, we, as I said, start from the very beginning. As we keep gaining jhana, first, second, third, and so forth, these two factors get its uh, power from the attainment of these jhanas, and then they become pure and clean. Both are pure and clean. It is because of the purity of these two factors, the fourth jhana is the strongest of all the jhanic attainment. In the material jhanic attainment, according to sutras, fourth jhana is the highest concentration attainment or right concentration, samma samadhi, using which uh, I don't have time to explain all this. When you attain the fourth jhana, two options are open to you. One is uh, going to attainments called immaterial attainments and then developed various kinds of supernatural powers in order just to have uh, additional uh, embellishment, accomplishments. Other than that, they have nothing to do with the full liberation. Gaining supernatural powers doesn't help in the least to attain liberation. Attaining immaterial jhanas, 
immaterial attainments also has nothing to do with the attainment or, attainment or liberation. And anybody, even without right concentration, even without Samma Samadhi, one can attain immaterial attainments. There were people in the Buddha's time who attained material jhanas and immaterial attainments, but never attained liberation from suffering. Because they are all mundane. What is most important is the attainment of the fourth jhana. And the next option, I said there are two options. One is gaining immaterial attainments and developing various supernatural powers. Or other option is using the fourth jhana to destroy defilements and attain total liberation from suffering. These are the two options. Since this practice is right concentration, one does not have to waste time in going into immaterial attainments, developing supernatural powers and so forth, which have no relationship whatsoever with the attainment of liberation. Therefore, instead of spending time, wasting time, by trying to attain those stages, one should use the fourth jhanic concentration in order to liberate oneself from all fetters and liberate from samsara. And uh, to uh, for our uh, purpose, uh, I would strongly recommend if you attain fourth jhana, even the first jhana, to use that concentration to focus the mind on the destruction of all defilements. Even the first jhana is, uh, is, impo- uh, is sufficient. So with this, uh, I like to conclude today's Dhamma talk. I will continue this talk on Saturday again. I mean, not the same talk, but I will have a continuation of this series. And meanwhile, these two monks will give uh, Dhamma talk tomorrow and till Saturday. Okay? Did this to stop? So the Q and A is at five today as well. So on the schedule it's at seven, but when Bhante D does the day, it's five o'clock. Okay, now you can see that.
Okay. Next time we'll try that one. Okay. Thank you.